That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, you guys, remember that time Cameron Hughes, the man, the myth, the legend, came in here live and we did a wine tasting? How could I forget? We got yeah. drunk with you. Here's a taste of that. <laughs> Yeah, let's pour some wine for you guys. Oh All right, so this is Santa Cruz Mountains. We bought this from a winery up there, and it retails about 30 35 bucks a bottle under their label. And folks, you know, wineries, they like to make more wine than they need, and it is, it's agricultural business. You never know how much you're going to get. Certain years, right. the yields are low, uh, but oftentimes in California, the weather's fantastic. You know, we knock it out of the park, right? So that's like when they have a surplus, that's when you get that crazy, like, 80% off or whatever. Like, right. you're able to... That's right. Right. That's right. And yeah. even in the lean years, there's always wine to buy, right? And with our model, we can always save you a ton of money. Yeah. And it's really that simple. The other... Okay, here's the other cool thing I found about the website, right, Trav? Even if you do know wine or you don't know wine, you're sort of like, I don't get what I'm buying exactly. Your descriptions are really like dead on if you know you know it, the description is really um it's not like one line it's really you take your time right if you're gonna sell wine to people online you need to appeal to their imagination but you also need them to keep coming back so accuracy is key you've got to describe the style of the wine i've turned people away from a lot of wines and said no no no, you don't want that that's not your style right yeah. so um you know we do have an adventurous clientele but we also have folks that want what they want Year in, year out. They want that Arroyo Seco Chardonnay. They want that, yeah. you know, tropical fruit bomb, big vanilla big style. Buttery. Right? So we've, uh, we've got, we, we have the spectrum, right? Again, like it's your corner wine shop. We run the gamut of well, different flavors. This is why you remind me of in person my best wine shops because the best wine shops here, first of all, nowhere near your prices. Like, I know the wines I buy, are, I'm sure there's some of the same ones, nowhere near your prices, but they're good like that in that they don't always steer you to the, you know, the, the best wine people don't they always steer you to the most expensive. They're like, right, do you like that? No, that's, you know, for the price, our staff yep. likes this. I mean, yep. that's kind of what you do. Yeah, right? and, and it's not about, you know, the wine shop is about consistent quality over time. It's not about the same wines all the time, right? And right. that's how we are. There are right. certain wines like our Seco Chardonnay that we pretty much have year in, year out, but... The rest of the portfolio is, it's a treasure hunt. Yeah. They're here today, gone tomorrow, get them while you can. Oh, no, and it's a lot me. of fun, it's a great adventure. Mmm, wine. For a limited time, save up to 15% off with one of the new Radio Mix sampler packs and get free shipping. Go to chwine.com slash Stephanie or text my name, Stephanie, to 511511. <gasps> 15% off and free shipping, what? Text my name, Stephanie, to 511511 or go right to chwine.com slash Stephanie. And now, Matt Walsh.
Hey, it's Matt Walsh. Happy happy hour. Matt Walsh from Fucking Veep. A. From Veep. Feels good to say curse words. I know. Openly. Just right out of the gate. Fucking A. Fucking A, man. And you're oh. the guy that swears the least on Veep, right? No, like- I think Sam Richardson, Richard's character, is pretty sweet. The, you know Richard. He's pretty sweet. He probably curses the least. This is so fantastic. <laughs> we ran into- You're in, a we- fan of Veep, I think, right? Yes, a little bit. Everyone, yeah. We have so many one degrees of separation- Let's get started. First of all, I lived in Chicago. Sure, so, sound like it. Cubs win! Cubs win! I'm Harry Carey! No? That's pretty good. Thank you. All right. That's well, pretty good. You know, it's, it's been a few years. It was so? late 80s. Late 80s. Or no, How mid 80s. Mid 80s, I did um, Morning Drive WCKG 105.9. Hum, oh my God, roll, I probably listened to you. Yeah. Miller, and, Miller and Hal in the morning, everybody. 104 ish, you said? I'm going to say 86, 87. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. Let me tell you who won the every year the contest at what weight is fridge going to come into uh, training camp at? Me. What weight is refrigerator Perry going to be in training camp? 302, 310. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. you were always good if you were just a little over three. Yeah, he was the first 300 pounder in the uh, yeah. NFL. Yeah. Now he, it's very common. He was the fattest fuck ever. It was yeah. fantastic. Yeah. He's yeah. A big, big man. Yeah. That What's was funny. I love when they go, oh, this is good this year. He's only like 310. Can I ask you, what song do you think you got sick of when you were at WCKG? Like, what song were they really oh. hit all the time? You're like, really, guys? We got to play this one again? Well, do you want to hear the number of times I did the joke? They ain't related, but they do be brothers. Here comes a long train running, everybody. WCKG, what a 5.9. Home of rock and roll, Miller and Howe in the morning. Still With, in there. It's yeah. still in there. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like 80s DJ never leaves you, Matt Walsh. <laughs> Thank you for that. I enjoyed but, that. But you know, it is weird because I know you are a big sports guy. You have a podcast. But I don't know what it is. I grew up in Buffalo. So we love our Bills. Sure. Yeah. I mean, OJ was the star when I was growing up. Oh, yeah. Go. Juice. How fantastic is he? Oh. oh he's just going to be. That didn't turn out well, that life. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing from Buffalo does. Oh. <laughs> but no, but well, I was yeah. saying, but Boston, Boston sports crazy, but Chicago, there was just something about Chicago. I never missed a Bears game when I was there. I didn't even follow football. I know. Some, right? People socialize around sports, so it's not like you're yeah. necessarily a football fan now. It's just like, right. we're all going, dummy. Come on, there'll be food and beer and... Uh, the TV will be on in the background. So it's a reason to gather. And it's very unifying, especially when they win. Like, the right. whole city comes out. And right. It's weird, too, because I noticed in L.A., like, of course they got the Chargers and the Rams, and they got the Lakers and the Clippers. Like, it splits the city. Yeah. Like, you need one yeah. football team. Like, you need oh, no. one thing to unify. Like, the Celtics unify yeah. Boston. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Well, this is how I know what a, a you know... Uh, for whatever reason about it. I'm a Chicago sports fan and also a trader is I went with all your Chicago friends including my friend John that I met you at his house mm-hmm. the Sean Caston fundraiser which we'll get to go Sean Caston go great Cubs. congressman go Cubs right but anyway um, I went to a, a hockey game a, what is it Blackhawks something yeah. Black what, what's our team? I don't even fucking know. Who cares? Kings? Do we have a team? Kings yeah, right, Kings. right, right, right Kings Yeah, I'm gay. What do I know? But I went they to wanna, the, They want to <laughs> But I and went like with that. all your Chicago friends and John, and I found myself cheering for the Black. I was like, "Yes, okay, yes, Blackhawks. These what a bunch of pussies. These fucking kings. There's no ice in LA. It doesn't happen here naturally. All imports. 
So you re- you reverted back to your Chicago loyalty? Is that what you're saying? Well, I started cheering for the Kings. I was like, yay. Hmm. And then, of course, they lost. Like, the fucking loser pussies they are. I was like, yay, <laughs> Chicago. But there's, I'm just telling you there's something about Chicago and Chicago people that just make you breathe sports. I think it's a drinking town, first yes. of all, Chicago. Well, that could be it. Certain town. I feel, like, I feel like New York is a weed town. I feel like there's a lot more pot smokers in New York, or at least when I landed there. And Chicago... Right was all about drinking like the heaviest ever was is when I was like touring for Second City in Chicago and I was like 235 pounds which is a lot of weight a lot of beer weight but that being said that was your beer weight that was my beer weight so the socializing in Chicago whether it's sports related or not is around alcohol and alcohol always folds nicely into sporting events because of tailgating because of skyboxes because of that so I think there's a perfect synergy of that and also the cold weather must have something to do with it it's like pregnancy weight Matt Beer weight is... Yeah, you can lose it's pre- it. Right, it's you not... stop drinking. It's not real weight. Yeah. I agree with you. <laughs> um, right. Okay, I'm getting but, comfortable taking hmm? his jacket off for you. I'm I, hot. Can I just say that, that that's why Chicago's such a great town? Because my dad in Goldwater, my dad ran with Goldwater in 64, and he was a congressman. He was chairman of the RNC. And they all went out drinking together all the time. And I'm telling you, alcohol is... It's the, the lubricant of life. It's the lubricant of bipartisanship. They oh, were Trump's all friends. They drank together. They made deals. Yeah. Trump doesn't They're, drink. That's one of his problems. Yeah. That's he doesn't a have a dog. interesting point. That's a weirdo. doesn't have a dog. He doesn't drink. Yeah. Fucking that's kind freak. of a weirdo. He's not like he put it down. He never picked it up. Right. I agree. I don't trust right. that. No, I don't either. And he's like, my wife doesn't drink, but she she had her dance with it, and she knows she shouldn't drink. She has a reason. Oh, that's true. She different. has a reason for I respect drinking. that. Yeah, I do too. But it is weird, because like Teddy Kennedy and Jesse uh, Helms used to drink in the no, Senate Ted Club. No, Kennedy and... Wait. Strom Thurmond? No. Yeah, it was Jesse Tip Helms. Tip O'Neill. No. No? The Republican right. guy. The, 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 the Basically, the Confederate No, yes, dude. yes, yes, right. No, you're correct. They would, like, they're di- diametrically opposed, right. but they would still, like, have a drink and find a way to, like, work some kind of deal together. Who am I thinking? Because you know who's always stuck in my head is Chris Matthews, who's my spirit animal. He was under Tip O'Neill. Chris Matthews. Right, but no. he, isn't he always one? Yeah, he might, my boss. They used to go out all the time. With, yeah. Who am I thinking of? Uh, oh, RGB and Scalia used to drink together. Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Just saying. That's the Chicago. But I mean, yeah. in the current climate, Republicans and Democrats never have drinks together. It seems like. That's what I mean. We have gotten and these so guys, far from. In the old days, who were like completely different. Yeah. You got Kennedy with somebody like, I think it was Strom Thurmond, probably, yeah. not Jesse Holmes. You know what we need? We need like a. a Jack Nicholson in the Senate just you got a lot of bugs up your ass only a good drink can kill you know what I mean something from terms of endearment something you got a big bug up your ass because they do the Republican Party has a big traitorous bug up their ass and it's just it's the isn't it the worst you've ever seen it because you I mean it is interesting people always ask you political questions because you're on a political show but, but I'm you, not but you've been political I mean you, I'm, I'm reasonably political yeah. you could probably analyze and predict politics much better than I can I am now more involved or more educated about politics. But again, I'm not like a Frank Rich or some of these guys who write on our show. Right. But uh, it is a very dark time and a very bizarre uh, sort of broken Congress Yeah. in that there's no check and balance on the craziness of the executive branch. Yeah. Like you would expect some of those people. And McCain broke ranks, and that was kind of neat to see the funeral and the sort of yeah. Old school values and Michelle Obama getting a piece of the candy, candy from George Bush. Like That's those things. very deep. That was a, a that was very deep. Yeah, but it makes you nostalgic for sort of like if she civilization. 
If she would have broken a tooth, that would be a V moment, uh, right? Yeah. Right? So it had to leave. Yeah. That would have been um, I saw that you and Julia Louis-Dreyfus both um, retweeted that somebody put Trump trying to use the phone to call the Mexico president in the closing oh, credits man. of Veep. And someone said, I'll just try this as an experiment. And Julia just tweeted, this experiment is a success. Yeah. <laughs> you tweeted, this works. It's really, uh, there's that's happened on a couple things that Trump did. The first one was when he signed a bill. He didn't sign. He, walked he forgot. Away. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Right. <laughs> Everything they do fits either in the Veep closing credits or in a Curb Your Enthusiasm. Right? Yes. Like, Betsy DeVos curb. trying to get in every doorway. Yeah. I mean, I, okay. Because you've been asked this a million times, but I... So you were... I, Mike, obviously your character is much more like Sean Spicer, who is just totally horrible and hapless, but... Sarah Huckabee Sanders, this is, isn't it sort of track with what's happened? Is she's just, what's the word I'm looking, what's the phrase I'm looking for, Travis? Just intrinsically evil? Is that what I'm looking for? Yeah, she's an evil Not ninja. really funny anymore. Just in, At least Sean Spicer was like, your character kind of hapless and funny yes. and just oh, pathetic and just like, oh God. There was a haplessness to Spicer, I agreed, and which made him sort of likable a little bit. Yes. I agree with you. And uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders does not have that quality. She's very like, I don't know. She they they both work for the devil. Like I always right. was being compared uh, to whatever year and a half ago when Spicer just started to my character who had existed for five years. People are like, are you doing Sean Spicer? And I'm like, no, he's his own he's hapless doing wonder. Yeah, but they said, what would be your advice to Sean Spicer? And my my advice was like, you can only work for the devil for so long, and then you have to quit. Like you can't rationalize like. This is a great opportunity. I've been knocking around the hallways yeah. of D.C. forever. Like, anybody would be a fool not to take this job. But at some point, if you're working for the devil or the worst yeah. president in history, you have to leave that job, right? Yeah. You have to quit that job to have any sort of moral, ethical standing. And it's the same thing with Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Like, you're defending the devil. Like, I don't care yeah. Yeah. if you're conservative uh, philosophy going in. Like, that guy is rotten. He's wrong. Well, right. It's gotten to be like, oh, funny, not funny, terrifying. But we were just talking upstairs, Matt, about how this anonymous New York Times editorial is another Veep episode where you're just like, it could be anyone because you're horrible and everyone hates you, but we don't know who it is. Do you think it's Pence? I do. I think it's coming from Pence's office. I don't think it's. I think somebody who hates Pence framed him by putting him no. in that. No, no I way. think No, Carl first said the same thing. Who said it today? Who said it? Someone just said it today. They, they think no it came Pence. from Pence's office, not from Pence, but it came from. I I, I do suspect him. Carl first said that, and someone else prominent said that. To um, um, yes, it was in your show prep for tomorrow. Yes, yes. Um, um, Who can I, say? I will find out in All a right. second. Give me one second to look into the emails. But yeah, that was a that's a crazy, uh, and that was all. That like broke DC yesterday. Apparently, all my friends and like really deep political minds were like going crazy about it because it's like right. On top, of the, on top of the Woodward thing. I mean, it's just, it, it's, I mean, that's the thing is, do you feel like they ripped Veep off? It's hard to tell because you go like, <laughs> everyone is awful at their job. Like, everyone is awful. And she is awful. And he's like, you just, I mean, you almost feel like, it's like House of Cards. You think, it probably wasn't even Kevin Spacey. We were just like, you know what? We can't. We're out. We can't write anything more evil than what's happening. It was Omarosa that said it. <gasps> yes. <laughs> She's and she, how what's happening when Amorosa is saying the same shit that Bob Woodward is? Ah. So you're just like she is Bob Woodward is corroborating Amorosa. <laughs> but it's the same. It's a weird world, yeah. 
I mean, it's all. I, 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 I don't, there is no fiction anymore. I, I don't know where you guys are going this uh, it is season, a challenge. but good luck. It is a challenge for the show because when the, the normalcy of what political satire was, was was fractured when Trump came into office, it was more difficult. But fortunately, our last season was she was in the private sector. She was starting yeah. her library. She was raising yeah. her foundation. So there was a great, it was great to have that reprieve from the Oval Office because there was no way to understand that kind of craziness. Now that we're like almost two years out, I feel like this season... I've seen more jokes where the where the writers like, oh, that's good because it does nail what's happening yeah, now, much better. But you need that time, you need that breath, you, and you need back. that. You do. You have to be able to step back because when we were in it like a year ago, we were all like out of breath and like right. couldn't understand it. Right. Well, <laughs> you've talked about that some of it like wouldn't. I mean, I've talked. We've talked to Rob Reiner about this. Like some of this wouldn't pass the writers' room. Like you were talking about like Spicer hiding in the bushes. You're like, no, you. That is something Mike would do, but you're yeah. like, no, you, we can see you. You're still there. Yeah. I think you said something about it's like being behind a clear plastic wall. Yeah. It's like we... Okay, I think we, even Mike would can, have okay. a better hiding spot. He might hide <laughs> where you'd see his foot or something, but you wouldn't see it, the whole outline of the body or anything. <laughs> Spicer-shaped bush. Yeah. You're like, do you really not think everyone's going to use that Simpsons meme? is <laughs> like, really? Yeah. Matt, let's pause briefly while we refill our Cameron Hughes wine glasses. <gasps> Travis. Yes. I mean, have we said it enough? Ultra premium wine, half price. Not just half price, sometimes 40 to 80% off what you would pay for the exact same wine. That is absolutely insane. Insane. Are right? you going like, to tell me how cheap a bottle is? Yes. I can't wait to scream it at you. Uh, it, listen, it's $14.99. Cameron goes to uh, all the best wineries, right? He brings you the best wines from around the world, uh, cuts out the middleman passes all that savings direct onto you. Check this out. One of the new six sampler packs, luxury mix sampler, right? Regularly $97, only $81. How about the elegant red sampler? Regularly $101, only $85. That's what I want. I love a red wine. Did I mention these prices are insane? You're killing me. Okay. Uh, I haven't, I haven't, we have not found one we don't like yet, right? Yeah. Uh, you will love uh, his wine. He guarantees the names on the bottle. He guarantees it 100% stands behind every bottle of wine he sells. Check this out for a limited time. Save up to 15% off with the, one of the new Radio Mix sampler packs. Plus free shipping. Go to chwine.com slash Stephanie or text my name, Stephanie, to 511511. 15% off free shipping. What are you waiting for? I'm sorry. Was I getting overly aggressive? chwine.com slash Stephanie. And what's the best food to pair with Cameron Hughes wine? Sun basket. Maybe something you prepare yourself nice and fresh. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you mean quick chicken larb lettuce cups with carrot and fresh mint, which I just made? What? Yes. That sounds ridiculous and delicious. And healthy, right? Yeah. And it was easy, and it's fresh, and my kitchen smells fantastic. And it probably didn't take a long time. 20 minutes? You don't have, yeah, Thanks you don't for have asking. Time. Did I talk over you? I can't help, I can't help but I get so excited. I, I, I know before you have the question, I have to answer you. 20 I, minutes! Okay. Sunbasket. I'm on the quick and easy meal plan. They have meal plans for everybody's taste. Sunbasket's meal kits always make it easy and convenient to cook healthy, delicious meals at home, no matter how much experience you have in the kitchen. And I suck as a cook, frankly. That's why I have the quick and easy, because it makes me look like a fancy chef. 
You get everything pre-measured, easy to prep ingredients, organic produce delivered to your door now with 10 to 15 minute recipes. Sunbasket helps you eat your kind of healthy. You can get paleo, gluten-free, lean and clean, vegan, Mediterranean, and more. Mix and match any of their 18 weekly recipes. You can skip or cancel any time. Go to sunbasket.com slash Miller right now. Learn how you can get $35 off your first order. That's sunbasket.com slash Miller to get 35 bucks off your first order. Sunbasket.com slash Miller. Now back to you, Matt Walsh. So uh, I, you actually have said... I would rather have Selena Meyer in the White House than Donald Trump. But don't you feel like we're just like, just fucking anybody? Anybody fictional, anybody real, anybody, just literally anybody would be better. Well, it's interesting. Yes, totally agree. It's interesting because I have friends who are, again, smart political people who say that Pence is worse than Trump, which I'm sure you've mm-hmm. heard too. You might even well, you listen, might even hold this position. Listen, Sean, I feel like Sean that Kaminsky not... will tell you. Mike Please Pence jump is, in. albino eyebrows in this. Yeah, Mike Pence is up to Trump Russia and is up to his albino eyebrows. Yeah, he is. But I mean, I don't see any world where any human being is worse than Trump. Like, I know Mike Pence has his but he's crazy, the, he, strict religious views on things. Yeah. and But he's the treacherous vice presidential candidate and Veep. He's that fucking guy. He's that ambitious. Roger Furlong? I know this came from someone. Someone in oh, Team Pence. This Tom James? Anonymous. Yes. Tom James played by Hugh Laurie? Yes. Yes. Yeah. You think he's like that? Yeah. Even so, doesn't the, I mean, just anything that Trump does is some, on a given daily basis. Even that treacherous, planning, scheming president that Mike Pence might be yeah. is still not more dangerous than Donald Trump. Like, there's no, I just don't understand that argument. Well, I think Donald Mike Trump Pence is, get more Donald stuff Trump done. is uh, A, a traitor. To the United States, he's an active Russian asset. He is uh, <laughs> insane. Keep going. He is. Um, uh, he is an, an idiot. Degrading uh, our foreign moron. policy. Um, yes. He kisses ass to dictators. Yes. Didn't you he love he trashes used- the free press and is a threat to the freedom of press? He's a full-on liar, like yep. consistently. Like every second of every. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. Didn't you love that? He- I mean, if there's a scale, like I think that's here and did anyone he, else is here did you see he used uh kim jong-un as a character witness today? yes yes we're <laughs> gonna get Jong-un stuff says, done together we're gonna get a lot done together or something like that said very nice things it's like don't, what don't know okay um yes all right you said unfortunately uh i think pretty much every character in our show is a uh is better than the ones we've got in washington which i never thought i'd say I don't yeah. know how it happened, but even Selena, who's a terrible president, I'd rather have than Donald Trump. Mike McClintock, not a great press secretary, but better than the one we, we've... I, I, that's, yes. When we'd rather have <laughs> fictional characters... Flawed fictional characters. Right. Right. Yes. From any show, really. Oh, my God. I mean, I, okay. Can we go back to a half-year time? 1980s. <laughs> uh, 1980s. Chicago Bears. Now, Mike Ditka... Did you ever go to eat at Ditka's? Is that still there? How's Ditka's I think store? I've been to Ditka's. I probably have had a pork chop at Ditka's. And, uh, my friend Scott gives <laughs> That's all that's on the menu. What do you want, meat? That's pork all we chop. got to meat. What else you want? He has, his own, he has his own vineyard. There's a Ditka bold red you can get. and then there's <laughs> Trumper, a, right? And, of course, sausage. Yeah, I bet he... Well, he tried to run uh, as a Republican governor candidate, but then they shot him down. Somebody inside said, no, you're not going to. No, that's not going to. But in this day and age, like, why not? Like... Yeah. His only his campaign song would just be Da Bears. Da Bears, yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's all I got. No, I was thinking that Armando, who created Veep, 
used to say, like, when Veep came out, people in D.C. were like, it's uncanny how accurate your show is. Like, they were saying, like, yeah. the way things get made, the way yeah. people talk, the scheming, the ineptitude, the sort of petty vanity that drives, you know, legislation, yes. perhaps. Yes. Like, and he would always say, like, it's unfortunate because the stakes are so high. Yeah. But nowadays, it's like, there's not, that level of incompetence is being topped in the real world. Yeah. Like, we're not, we're not matching it anymore. No. And that was a tragedy. No, well. That was a tragedy back when we started <laughs> in our little fiction. So it's, it's cra- it is crazy. Remember it's truly crazy. Fiction? Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, we have one other one degree of separation. My tiny baby nephew, Paul Fitzgerald, played uh, the really super dumb congressman. Oh, on what the, year? That uh, I can't remember what season. Paul Fitzgerald. He's like five, Does he years, live in five years younger New York? than me. Huh? Does he live in upstate New York? He, yes. I know who he is. Yes, yes he was but he really played, funny. Wasn't he funny? He, he played was the really super dumb funny. congressman that you guys tried to bribe off for his vote. Yes. And I just remember uh, Julia's character watching him on TV and going, God, he even walks dumb. <laughs> And great. then they were like, what ambassadorship would you like? And he was like, well, you know, I like uh, Dallas, Texas very much. And they were like, well, it needs to be somewhere not in America. <laughs> He's like, oh, all right, well. And then you lied to him and promised him something that he wasn't going to get. Something, uh, I like Paris then. And then they were like, all right, he's not getting that. Who's the guy that, oh, it was the Chicago banker who gave a list of his uh, preferences for ambassadorship. <laughs> Do you remember that one? Yes. There was the... Banker. Well, he also, he also Manafort. He was in the Manafort. Yeah, he, he had a list of, of cabinet positions first. <laughs> Secretary of Army. And then he was like, if you can't get me that, it was like Blagojevich days. It was all for sale. Oh, Remember? my God. Yeah. Oh, my favorite Chicago character ever is Rod Rob Blagojevich's yeah. wife, Patty. Oh, yeah. Rod, tell me you're going to fucking back up that cub shit, Rob. You tell me. Rod, tell him that cub shit's not going down. Motherfucker, Rod. This is me recording, right? That cub shit's over, man. Yeah. She was Eddie Verdoliak. Like daughter. even if they didn't have a microphone, you could have heard it. Like it was. Oh yeah, they're cutting Chicago. Chicago, fight. Yeah, they're they're. I think he's probably still in prison. He might be. Brad, someone's calling from Schamburg. And he then the it. guy who replaced him, and I can't remember who got it, uh, instantly bought a headstone that said uh, "Senator." Like he was so proud oh, of it. Wow. So proud of me. Oh. What was with Rob Blagojevich's, what's that, like a fucking cabbage patch haircut? Like, what did he look, he didn't look like a real person. Yeah, he had a really thick head of hair. Yeah, he had a, hel- <laughs> he had a helmet. And then he was on... He was on Apprentice, Celebrity Apprentice. Was he? Okay. Yes. <laughs> or Get Off the Island Celebrity, whatever. He was, he, I think he did both. I think did he? Because he, he was on that with Frangela. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, I, thought he, I thought love Frangela. They are friends of the show they're always oh, in here mm-hmm. I love them I, oh my god they're the greatest they're the, second so city yeah. well, no wait a minute you... she was in my first improv group Francis Collier oh my god wait a minute I know one we degree. have so many one degree separate <laughs> yeah. and the, you also founded Upright Citizens Brigade with Aunt, uh, Amy Poehler and yeah. others Ian Roberts which is and like, Matt which is like two minutes over here on Franklin yeah. yes ma'am yeah. yeah that's right Um. oh my god alright so right you... and we have the other one right by the Target right. which is starting they're going to start building again <gasps> oh. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. They voted and they said you can go back to construction, Fantastic. which is very exciting, I think. Can we go back to the 1980s bears again? Now, sure. <laughs> I was in the Jim McMahon era, who I thought was dreaming. I was in my straight phase then. I was dating uh, the son of the guy who owned the improv. It's a whole long story, Matt. But <laughs> I also had a brief flirtation with the guy that who was the tight end, wide receiver, something. Very super cute guy. Cap Bosa? Sh- no. 
Keep going. Uh, Reitman, Tim Reitman. No. Chicago uh, Bears. Mike Ditka was a tight end, but he was too old for you. Ah, you see what you're saying there. Uh, I guess you could go to 84, 85 roster. Thornton? Wait, no, Thornton. Thornton? Was there, there was it? Yeah, he oh. was Robo. He yes, that Robo. guy. Yeah, we had a, not a thing, but a little, thing. little affair, a little brief thing. affair? No, 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 okay. just a flirtation. Nice. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Jim Thornton, I believe, yeah. was his name. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Jim McMahon was the, the dude, man, at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you were there for that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That was the heyday of the Bears. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. I, Cubs, I did a little bit. Yeah. But just just for the Harry Carey. Yeah. Did you ever meet Harry Carey? I did not. He was oh. fantastic. Cubs win. Yeah. Cubs win. Apparently his, his wife is still around. I think his, You're kidding. I, think, I didn't even know he had a wife. Like, he didn't yeah. really talk about her. Yeah. Pinky? It was like, she had a great name like Pinky. It was like something. Drew Carey fucked, uh, like, Tip O'Neill, right? Mm-hmm. That's what he looked like. Yeah, with mm-hmm. the big, yeah. Big, big glasses. I mean, yeah. not literally, fuck, but you know what I'm saying. Their genetic, was, their right. genes were like spliced together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I know right. what you meant. But you're out there from, you tweeted, I'm from Darien, Illinois, DuPage County, right in the heart of that great region. Two fantastic candidates who both care about the environment. They're not dummies. Uh, Bridget Fitzgerald, Sean Caston this November. Um, he's, I don't mean to say we have all the smartest people, but he, he's literally a scientist. You did a, a video, a very funny video, where you played the his debate. You played this. I was prepping him. Yes. Yes. yes I did Sorry. that well. That I was played funny. a good idiot. <laughs> but yes. you, so, you impersonated his, uh, what's his name? Who cares? Let's not say his name. Rostam, whatever. Peter. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Shady McRepublican. <laughs> but your lines in six it were great. Term, call him the six-term climate denier. Climate right. change denier, we'll call him that. Right. He's an actual scientist, Sean Gaston. Okay, so yeah. you... You said, as Rostrom, you're full of fake news. You think the environment's a big problem. Hey, trees are green. Flowers are just blooming. It's not a problem. So that's fake science as far as I'm concerned. As Kasson tries to respond, Matt Walsh says, can he do this? Is he cheating? It's funny. I saw I it. love reliving my jokes. <laughs> you can read all my jokes. Go back to anything I've done and oh. just read it as if it's like literature. Yeah. Oh, I will. Wait, I want to read your favorite lines because there were some of mine, too. First of all, I don't remember exactly why you had to pee so badly at the podium, but what, it was a diet you were on, a liquid diet? What were you doing? There was a cleanse that Mike went on. Mike has, like, various fads he gets into. The boat, the cleanse, the babies. Babies are for life, so that's different. But I like to think of you as being married to Kathy and Jimmy in real life. I know you're not, <laughs> but I just think it would be funny. She has a great husband already. She does. Yeah. I know her. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Why was he urgent? I think because it's one of those things, if you don't drink, there's so little like uh, carbohydrate or sugar in what you're drinking that if you literally don't drink for five minutes, no, get that away from me. No. That's bad news. No, that's bad news. I no, can't. it's really I don't healthy popcorn. It's delicious. All right, fine. It's a Whatever. cracked popcorn. Jesus. So I think he understood that he needed more uh, hydration, and so that made him pee more, I think, at some point. I just remember the shot of your leg just going like this at the podium. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Wait. Oh, no, I know your two favorite lines, which are some of mine. Why does soup cost so much and I'm a grown man? Why don't I stop eating when I'm full? Uh, that was in the uh, trigger. No, she had a horse. The barn. The barn. The barn. <laughs> yes. Whatever that horse's name was. That was the episode and Mike and her get drunk. That was so fun. That was a really fun episode to trash the... So everybody asks you this, but you obviously have this huge improv background. A lot of people on the show do. It, it, the writers are great. Yeah. Did I mention that Matt Walsh is a two-time Emmy nominee, ladies and gentlemen? Two-time Emmy nominee, Matt Walsh. Let's 
Let, you know what? Let, let's give him the fucking Emmy he deserves this year, people. Enough of this nomination bullshit. Yes, the campaign starts let's get now. This done. A year out. Yeah, let's get this done. Out. Yeah, let's get it done. Start knocking on doors. I need some <laughs> interns to start knocking on doors. But so people ask you this, like, what degree is it improv and what degree is it writing? What degree do you get to, you know, you like in that case, like in that case, it, I would say the show is like by the time we film it, it's like 95 to 99 percent written. Truthfully. Yeah. Because we do. They do rewrite after rewrite. They're tirelessly rewriting and their willingness to like throw a whole script away. Like they're they're not worried about the time crunch. Like Veep is uncharacteristically. Once we film the first five episodes, the back five, right. they're always chaotic. It's right. just it's just in the DNA of the show. It's always been that way. And, and part of it is like, whatever costs, let's just find the funniest episode. So that being said, by the time we get on set, that script has been combed over, rewritten, broken apart, blah, blah, blah. And we, yeah. we improvise around them as well in the in the table reads. We'll put the script down and we'll, we'll workshop them on their feet. And then yeah. the, write, the writers will take notes. So um, it's mostly written. But in that case, the lines you read there... Um, I think one of them might have been improvised and one was written. So there are moments where like, okay, you're going to trash the set, just riff, and then the writers might throw in some alts or they'll just tell you to riff. So there are moments where you can improvise inside yeah. it. Yeah. I've always heard you guys' um, scripts are really long too for a half hour. Oh my God, yeah. They're, well, it's a true half hour, which is an HBO like 2930, uh, whereas television is like 2130. And then I would say they probably are like 50 to 60 pages. Sometimes back in the early days, I think they were like 70 pages. Which yeah. is ridiculous. It should be like thirty-five, I think, if you're going to shoot a thirty-minute episode. Yeah, I, you were quoted as saying it's just as one episode. You said it's just hard to come up with so many different ways to curse. Yes. <laughs> well, they used to have a guy, Ian Martin, who was the British, uh, one of the British writers. He was an expert at coming up with very florid curses, very creative cursing. He was like the go-to guy when they were stuck for a really funny way to curse. Right. You would do it well. We learned that about when um, when Trump went to Scotland, they had the best curse words for curse names for him over there. Oh, uh, what was it? Oh, did they? like the Tangerine oh, News did like the Tangerine Ass Maggot, Wink Maggot. <laughs> yeah, Wink Maggot was very no, popular. No, Tangerine Wink Maggot, something like That's, that. Oh, yeah. Sean's got a list for you. Oh my god! Oh, really? Wow. These were like just oh, appearing on the yeah. internet, sort of uh, signs. Yes. When really? Oh, you tiny-fingered, like, Cheeto-faced, ferret-wearing shit gibbon. <laughs> you polyester cockwomble. You incompressible jizz trumpet. You weasel-headed fuck nugget. Leather-faced shit tobogganist. <laughs> you cock-juggling thunder cunt. <laughs> oh my God, those are amazing. All right. All so right. those were on signs as he drove. Yes. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. God bless Scotland. The Scot- God bless Scotland. And, oh. and the Brits too. Um. <laughs> They're really good at They that. take cussing um, at a new level. They Julia do. Julia Louis-Dreyfus, how fucking, I mean, how great is she? Like, I just, you know what? Okay, I don't know if people know, but so Dreyfus is from Dreyfus Fund, so she already was born to amazing wealth. Is incredibly successful. I mean, it's not just Seinfeld when people go, oh, you lucked into Seinfeld. I mean, she's so talented. You know, the adventures of Christine and now this show. Like, I, she's just a force of nature comedically. I yes, mean, she, She's a national treasure. I know. She really is. I, I mean, think she's getting a Mark Twain Award at some point. Well, she should be. Yeah, I think she is. I think she is. Uh, but, you know, I mean, even, you know, and what she's like you politically. And then she, you know, what was the tweet about, like, you know, one in however many women will get breast cancer today, it's me. A- I know that. I mean, fuck, She really, man. yeah, she's the real deal. Like, whatever you think she is, she is. Like, she's not like a public face. Like, she really is, like, yeah. hardworking, sweet. Thoughtful, super talented, 
uh, tireless, always chasing the best comedy, receptive to input, a great collaborator. Like I'm very fortunate. We all are to like land in a show with someone like that as at the lead of it because she yeah. sets the pace and there's, you know, there's no nonsense when somebody's that good and they're always there and they're always working and it's like you have no excuse but to be on your you know, yeah. best focused behavior at all times. So yeah. No, I mean we're just, all very fortunate and she's really yeah. fun. She's a good hang. Like she's yeah. legitimate. No, that's everything nice. I've heard. But I also think it's just extraordinary that like she's she didn't have to do any of this and she after Seinfeld she didn't have to do anything and the fact that she's so creatively and politically driven and is you know just like what you've said the nicest person in the world i mean it's just it that that even that just gives you hope in trump's america <laughs> you know yeah. she is not selena meyer she is really the she's almost like the anti-selena meyer right yeah in real life yeah i think in like i mean she's not an angel like she's, right. she has a good sense of humor oh, good. and stuff oh, like good. that well i would hate her <laughs> <laughs> but i mean I think we all cling to that like tiny acts of kindness will hopefully uh keep the world sane and keep yeah. the world civil so yeah. but yeah she's and she had her her sharing her uh ordeal with breast cancer was super brave like i personally i would just retreat like i would just like i can't deal with this let alone talk about it with people and yeah. be an example of how to battle this and give strength to those who are getting going through it like that is an exceptional person that can do that yeah and so because you know what, you go, she's doing that without writers and lighting and makeup, and she's going, you know yeah. what, I'm dealing with this like everybody does. Yeah, and, and, and in those situations, like you are, your life is threatened. So yeah. I would just retreat to like a very small circle of people and just weep yeah. and, and pray to whoever, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. So she is remarkable, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it is interesting for people like you and her that are, and I'm sure many of you on the show that are so smart and politically aware that you know they keep they say the same thing to us matt all of us that are in the comedy we're like oh this must be so great for you the trump thing and you're like i guess <laughs> you know like good for comedy but horrible for america if you actually care about that right i mean and i know you've been quoted about that too that you're just going well yeah but it, this is quite a while ago passed from funny to not really so funny and really fucking terrifying right yeah I totally agree. I think, uh, I mean, who's making money off of Trump? I guess like CNN and MSNBC, like the right. the networks that are benefiting from people's engagement. Because there is tremendous engagement now because people are so furious at how uh, mismanaged the executive branch is. Like we're terrified. Yeah. So the benefit of that and and obviously the birth of this like unified women's movement, knock on wood, I think that alone. yeah. yeah could swing the November election because those are the people that are showing up in big numbers since Trump got elected. Yeah. Those are the people that as a group, you know, as a singular yeah. voting block, yeah. like I have great hope in that group of people. Me too. Alone. I've said this blue wave is going to be female and we see yeah. woman after woman winning and people of color and women of color and yeah. it's exciting and I think it's, it's. I mean, you know. It's What's her name? State, uh, I'm getting her first name wrong. Abrams from Stacey. Georgia. Stacey Abrams. doing a show at UCB. You did a thing. Tonight, oh, okay. I'm doing an improv show. She's doing the monologues. It'll uh, be too late when people hear that's this. That's fine. But okay. okay, but but I'm going to get to meet her. I guess I'm bragging that I get to meet her because she's an, she's an she's interesting. She's fantastic. No, that's yeah, a good yeah. one. That's a good yeah, one. That's a good one, right? Yeah. She's fantastic. Yeah. Um, you know, but here's the thing: when people keep asking you about like you know your show and the Trump administration, like it it, it is true there are similarities. Everybody's horrible at their job, but like it's but it, 
this is not for comedy. This is our country. And, you know, like I think you you had were quoted as saying, everyone's terrible at their job, Mike exceptionally so, but nobody is really great, including Selena. I mean, the latest story we just heard today, speaking of Sean Spicer having to come out and go, this is the biggest inauguration crowd, Trump had the photographer Photoshop the photo of his, of his inauguration crowd so it looked bigger than it actually was. Really? Because as Rudy Giuliani said, there's no truth. Truth isn't truth. I mean... That's beyond the comedy of Mike McClintock or Sean. Right. That's like 1984 Orwellian doublespeak. Yes. Yes. Again, another argument for why Mike Pence isn't more dangerous than Donald Trump. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. 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 I hear you. Um, He's not going to start World War III. No. Exactly. Here's the other thing you said recently, which I thought is so... uh, Apropos to this Trump administration, Mike is loyal. He's been with Selena for 20 years through the good and the bad. It's it's akin to an addiction. You just need a little bit of goodness and you're Mm -hmm. still hooked on her. Mm -hmm. So whenever she's giving you positive feedback or or praising you, it makes you light and airy. Um, You said it's, yes, so one nice moment makes up for 20 not so nice moments. Yes, because he's still lurking on the corner thinking, oh, no, she likes me. She's just in a bad mood. I mean, how many people in this administration, like, what? Because you hear about this treatment and all these books corroborate each other. You're like, what the fuck are they doing? He's horrible to everybody. Why is anybody loyal to him? I mean. Um, well, I think one of it is, like, the celebrity of it. Like, like getting that position, like we talked about, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Like, you knock around D.C., you get no respect, and now you have access to the Oval Office, and so all these people who were shitty to you now want to talk to you. So there's that element. Like, if yeah. you're in the center, yeah. in the way that, like, Al Gore wanted a closet office, no matter how small it was, right next to the door to the Oval Office. Like, he wanted access. So everybody wants access to that because that gives them power to any room they walk into. So there's that part of it. But after that, like, I guess people make money if there's some weird way where yeah. you're apologizing for this dirty animal that's our president so you can go to your coal guy and say i'm going to get you this i'm going to get the epa to roll back this but when i'm out you give me a little of this and it's not official until i get out you know what i mean like i think i think that goes on yeah but these people are all going to be tainted matt i think forever i mean anyone that signed up for this you know someone was saying someone tweeted about like yeah you know what we called people that you know tried to rein in Hitler but you know still worked with them Nazis we call them Nazis <laughs> like you know they're, they're I, I mean it's just this is not a hero that all these sources that are anonymous these are not heroes this is not how our constitution our country works you come forward you say to Congress and you say to the country it is time for the 25th amendment or impeachment this man is dangerously unstable and unfit yeah I I think there might be though positions like like the way People imagine Mattis perhaps is like, okay, we're not going to assassinate him, okay, sir? Like, Trump would literally, I think they've said it, he wanted to assassinate someone. And Assad, they had, Assad. Yeah. And not they, just Assad, the entire country of Syria. Yes, okay. okay. He went, uh-huh. So I think there's value to somebody who's in that position, you know, and say the military side to go, okay, sir, I heard you. We're going to work on that. And then telling everyone, don't worry, we're not going to assassinate anyone. I'll come back and talk him down. So there's that. There is a justifiable justifiable position to like saying like i will continue to work for this guy because i know i can knock the gun out of his hand or i can knock the nuke out of his hand yeah but after that i agree with you like there are people who should speak up like or should quit like i think you have to quit like i think ethically you have no ground to stand on if you're like 
working for the devil like Spicer did and Huckabee Sanders or whoever, like even Sessions, like all them. Like you have to quit. You can't work for that. Yeah. Um, Okay. So you, you also, you said it's sort of a misfortune. I've been a terrible press secretary for six years and then lo and behold, the embodiment of that takes office in real life, meaning Sean Spicer. I honestly feel like that at the Pony. Mike is better than our current press secretary. We do have conversations in the writer's room about the plausibility that how big a buffoon Mike can be, right? You can't be that big. Otherwise, it's not believable. So we reined him in in certain arenas, like at the podium. Um, right, and then you... And you were just saying, like, in five minutes of Sean Spicer, like, oh, he's worse than McClintock. Like, people were saying that before you On were saying it. On his first day. Right. On, On his, his first, first day. Right, right. Yeah, there were discussions, like, about, like, because, Mike, there's a lot of great comedy. Like, I love playing, like, sort of dumb person or getting away with the dumbest. Like, there was a bit that we discovered in rehearsal where I'm pitching Selena jokes, and then she turns her chair backwards and leaves the room. And I'm, I continue to pitch jokes to her for, like, five minutes, not realizing there's no one in the chair. Like, I love stuff like that. So I love pushing the boundaries of stupidity. But there was always... A plausibility thing like in that podium when he's in front of the cameras when he's in front of the press right he has to be believably good or decent at his job so well, we've made great you said towards that. right you said there's something outrageously funny about the bold-faced lying that's going on in a general way just the blatant denial of facts whether it's climate change or crowd sizes we were just talking about them but i mean it really is like you're right funny orwellian there's a fine line where they just uh I, he's literally saying, oh, Lester Holt, fudge the tape, where I said I fired Comey over Russia. Oh, and the Access Hollywood... He apparently privately tells people the Access Hollywood tape is fake. <laughs> and even though he apologized for it, like, it just... This is the world we're in where... This is... Is there another word for lying? It's not even lying, right? It's... Path- it's- pathology? Like, uh, instinct? Like, drive? I don't, my question I don't- is, like, explain... you. Explain the family dynamic. Like, I want to know what's going on with, you know, the family aspect. Like, Don Jr., the kids. Tell me your take on all of that. That's what I want to understand. Because I don't understand that. Like, his daughter. Tell me what, what's your take on her. Well. Like, explain it. I think our Educate take on that me. makes us all barf because. Educate me. What father? Your father. You have three kids, right? Yeah. What? Who, who goes on Howard Stern and says. Yeah, my daughter's a hot piece of ass. Like, no, you can say you'd bang her in front of me. That's fine. Like, what would happen to that guy talking about your daughter? (laughs) So do you think she seeks his approval still as an adult? You do. Yes. You do. I think they all do. Do you think she married Kushner to, like, her dad was like, bring bring a nice dowry into the Trump business? Yes. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's called Eric retarded. Just like he's called. He's sessions. never said that word, Stephanie. It's like that. He said, "I've never." Not only did I not call Jeff Sessions retarded, I've never said the word ever. Cut to like a montage of him saying it on the, on the Howard Stern show, calling a bunch of people retarded. Like, I just I would actually would love to see Mike McClintock in that situation. Like, if reporters played the tape for you in that and moment, then, like what you would. We happen to have a compilation of you saying that. <laughs> That's a great premise. I'll have to pitch that to the writers. (laughs) You also said, I would love to see Mike elevated to pundit celebrity where he gets to sit on CNN or MSNBC post-debate and just meander on and probably screw that up as well. I think that'd be really funny because I think there's a certain, like, Mike, when when the show started, he was sort of aging out of his job anyways. And and 
he didn't understand social media and he didn't understand the 24-hour news cycle. Like, that was a revolution to him because when we talked to these press secretaries, like the first couple seasons, I talked to a bunch for Clinton and Bush. And Who'd you talk to? Mike McCurry, no, sure, uh, yeah. Jay Carney, uh, Dee Dee Meyer, to name a few. And they would like, I think it was Mike McCurry who said, who was Clinton's guy, he said he would like read eight newspapers in the morning, like Wall Street Journal, New York Times, Chicago Tribune, LA Times, Atlanta, whatever. Cover, yeah. the, cover the nation yeah. and get a broad uh, Christian science monitor, get a real perspective of like different takes on yeah. the world. And he felt like he knew the news cycle and then he could, he could face the press that day and then he could chill out after the press conference and then the next morning he could learn what he needed to know but that doesn't exist anymore yeah and i think that's where like mike started he started in that world where i can read the paper and understand what's going on um yes you also tweeted as yourself mr you did a lot of research by the way i want to like give you a little something there listen i'll give you some fake radio applause Good morning, everybody. We're on uh, 105.9 WCKG Chicago, the most music in the morning with Mr. Matt Walsh. Which doobie you be? What? What was Do- the doobie they brothers? They related, but they do be brothers. You could just play whatever. <laughs> now here it is, China Grove. I love that. They ain't related, That's a good but they do be brothers. That never gets less funny, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we got tickets to Sean Caston's. <laughs> Fundraiser with Mr. Matt Walsh, everybody, coming up on 105.9 WCKG, Chicago's home of rock and roll. The rock. Okay. That was good. So thank Matt, you for channeling that. Thank you. <laughs> Your former life. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> but you tweeted, John McCain was a politician I didn't always agree with, but admired. Would have loved to have met him, had a drink even. Yeah. That's the Chicago in you talking. He spoke from the hip. He summarized our current president perfectly when he said, flattery secures his friendship, criticism, his enmity. And it is Selena, but like, again, not in a funny way. Selena doesn't actually have the nuclear codes. No. I mean, it just, it, whether it's Putin or Kim Jong-un, I mean, it just, it's, it's, it is hard to wrap your head around, right? That, that I mean, my dad ran with Goldwater, as I said, who was the one that asked Nixon to step down. And I cried several times during the McCain funeral because my dad was buried at Arlington. He was a prosecutor at Nuremberg. He was chairman of the RNC. They all have to be spinning in their graves. It not just... I was saying it felt like the de- the death of decency of my dad and Goldwater's party, not just the death of John McCain. And didn't it feel that way? You just... There was something happening at that service where you were like, wow, okay, these are all... Whether you agree with them or not, whatever side of the aisle you're on, decent public servants, smart, decent people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think there's like a civility and a a willingness to like have discourse resolve conflict in in in, in, and facts were facts. Like we can all agree on like a set of data, like or this is a fact, the earth is round. We can get past certain things and that in this current environment doesn't exist. But I will say, like, there is, at some point, there is, I think the world is unanimously rejecting this guy. I do, like, too. Like, I, I feel like, I do feel, I'm very, op- no, I'm not very, op- I'm slightly optimistic that reason will regain its foothold. I do just Me feel too. like there's this groundswell of fucking, like, enough. Like, every country, every leader is kind of like, this yeah. is a fucking madman yeah. idiot. And it's a, and, and I don't know why these people the republican power brokers aren't like 
relinquishing. Because I think some of them are involved. I think some of them are complicit. I think some of them knew. Some of them have Russian money. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, it, it, this is not normal. This is. No. Uh, I know. And it's so competitive. Like, I understand at some point, like, like, fuck everything a Democrat says. I just want to get a victory. You know, like the way they attack Obamacare. They don't even. Yeah. They just know his names on it. Like many of these people. Yeah. They just want to strike it down because, uh, because a black man pushed it through, possibly. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. it's that for some of them. And so. At some point, though, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. I don't know. Did you? I mean, maybe obviously it's the red Chicago. Wine. I have had a glass of red wow. wine. You've so. not ha- just had red wine. You've had Cameron Hughes lot six point seven Pinot Noir. I'll take a half a glass. Oh well, please. okay, absolutely. Bartender, and then uh, you can ring me out. No. Thank you. <laughs> Anything oh. my friends need. No charge for you, my Anything friend. Anything my friends here need. Mm, Look them up. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for coming to uh, Billy Goat Tavern. <laughs> huh? Have you been? I got yes. It's I got fun. another organ. I know everything in Chicago. Ask me something. Uh, where is the best hot dog? No, I don't eat hot. Best dogs. pizza. You don't eat meat. Did you when you were living there? Did you eat? Oh, uh, pizza. Hang on, deep dish. I don't. You know Whatever what? I'm you want. sorry. Your take. We're gonna, now we're gonna have a fucking fight because your take. Deep dish pizza is. It's not fucking pizza. It's fucking cake, man. It's fucking cake with shit on it. It's a I'm casserole. I'm not a huge deep it's dish not, guy. I'm a New I'm York a pizza. Huge de- I'm not a huge deep dish guy, so I'm, I'm not going to... Oh, all right. I, I kind of agree with you, but if okay. you were going to get pizza in Chicago, when you what go back, the, where would the you deep go? Dish? Where is it, the deep dish place? I like Lou Melnati's. It's kind of yes, a deep dish. Yes, it's fantastic. Yeah. If you want cake or casserole or whatever yeah. it is. I know, yeah. actual pizza like New York. Okay. Now we've fucked everything up. I was so Chicago-centric, but he agrees <laughs> with me, so it's still a happy ending. It worked out. What year did they reverse the flow of the Chicago River? I don't, I don't you know, have the answer. I live right off Wacker, which... Uh, Upper or lower? I lived on a... I had a condo on Randolph Drive, oh. right on the... Yeah, well, I actually, nice. I lived off uh, uh, on Lowell Avenue, up on the, uh, off Pulaski. Sure. Yeah, because I'm a Polak. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so I lived up there the first year, and then I bought a condo on a Randolph right off, you know, and then I got fired, and... Uh, <laughs> Right after I bought a condo, I was like, oh, I'm what now? I'm a... Uh, hmm. You're fired. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. And we were... What we were... Oh, what were you saying about uh, Oak Park? The uh, funny thing about Oak Park, there's no parking in Oak Park. <laughs> I'm fine. Not bad. Is there like a documentary about Oak Park right now? It's a very well-integrated city. I think somebody... Oh, is it? Or it is a city, I guess, or yeah. suburb. Yeah. I think there's a good well i came from um uh buffalo well actually lackport which is right up the transit from buffalo and lackawanna and tatawanda and uh, cheek to Wagga. so i already was into the i the flat a worked perfectly for me in chicago oh or chamberg similar did you ever meet tim russert isn't he a big buffalo yes guy? yes yes he was yeah. a big buffalo yeah he was from buffalo yeah. yeah um no i didn't meet him though that that's was, okay yeah all right he's dead okay <laughs> You don't have to be sad. He had a great All life. Right. Listen, Alec Baldwin says 25 guys could play his Joker movie part, and one of them is Matt Walsh. What? Uh, have you heard about this? No. They said that you could play um, Bruce Wayne's dad in the new Joker movie. Yeah. Because um, the director is, um, you've worked with a ton of times. Peyton Reed? No. Todd, Todd Phillips. Wait. Oh, really? Yes. yes. So Alec Baldwin is saying, like. He dropped out. 
Okay. Played yeah. Bruce Wayne's dad. Matt Walsh, as busy as this uh, Phillips film bedroom is, the Veek comedian could uh, readily deliver a gravitas with a wink performance oh to lend God. the role when an, off an offbeat twist. Be... Uh, well, here, you just take this home I gotta with you. Send, i got to get okay. this to my agent. All right. Hold yes, on. I've got to make a call. <laughs> uh, John Sachs at UTA, please. Yes, I'm giving, uh, I'm giving you breaking news. Who wrote this? I don't know. Some writer. Okay. Travis, send it to him. Thank you. For fuck's right. sake. Guys, I gotta go. I gotta go. All right. Knock on Todd Phillips' door. Matt Walsh door. has to go. Over, can go get you no, cast I'll in the stay. next Joker movie, huh? All right. Well, you know, God I'll bless stay. the United States, but is it gonna be a comedy? God bless the United States. Yeah, but Matt Walsh has to fucking go now because he's got to call his agent. So listen, Matt Walsh from Veep and from just general awesomeness and from uh, you know Chicago and shit like that. God bless you for doing this for us. Thank you. What do you mean? This is fun. This was fun. I love coming down to the studio here. Please, won't you have a little more Cameron Hughes, Lot 627, Pinot Noir? It's delightful, isn't it? Are they a sponsor of the show? <laughs> no, Matt. Know? What are you talking about? No, you just like them. Yes. You liked them before they gave you free cases. It's from uh, Oregon. It is delicious. What is it? The Willamette? My wife is from Oregon. Oh. She's well, this Portland. is no wonder you like uh, lapping this up. Yes, what? I do. That seemed weird. The Willamette. And no. I apologize. I don't know what I meant by that, Matt Walsh. I'm so sorry. Don't Go apologize. Sean Caston. Go Cubs. Cubs win. <laughs> Go Bears. All right, I'm done. I love you, Matt Walsh. I love Thanks, you son. too. Thank you. This was fun, you guys. Thank you. New season of Beep. Do it. 